Welcome to the Daycare Day Trader. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm here to share my experience as a new day trader trying to learn how to make a steady income trading stocks. Just this morning, January 4th, 2021, the very first trading session of the new year, I've managed to pull in a nice $214 profit. For me, that's huge. It's my second biggest single day ever since I traded my very first stock 11 months ago today. I am a mother of two. My daughter is two and a half and my son is just five months old. I started trading while I was pregnant with him. And while it's tough to trade while looking after a toddler and a new baby, I really think this was the exact right time in my life to become a trader. I want to share my successes, failures, and my overall journey into the world of trading because when I first got started, I was really frustrated with the whole process of trying to figure out the stock market, trying to figure out day trading. Um, And that's largely because the day trading scene is really overrun with what I call stock bros who are either pushing their own agenda, they're engaged in pissing contests. Um, They're all trying to buy the latest watch and the latest car, um, and generally they just spew garbage. Um, This stereotypical bro who is on some insane quest to gamble his parents' money away until he hits it big enough to buy a Lamborghini is not the kind of person I wanted to learn from. There are some decent people out there with really good information, and I'll get into that on another episode. Hopefully, some of you listening can connect with my story and find some inspiration to set and reach your own financial goals. Way before I ever gave the stock market a second thought or even knew that it was possible to buy and sell a stock inside the same day for a profit, I was an English teacher. I had just had my first daughter. I worked a year with her in daycare and I absolutely hated it. Uh, My husband and I wanted to solve this problem of having a kid in daycare and working all the time and the kid being sick and never really having enough money because the entire paycheck was going to daycare. So we decided we would pack up and go overseas. My husband is also a teacher, so it's a very, very Um, easy job to move overseas and he found a job right outside Shanghai in China and so we packed up the family and moved there in the summer of 2019. Things were going very well. I was able to stay at home. We lived very comfortably on our salary there. There of course were other challenges with living in China but financially it was very easy to do. Um, That fall, I went to Korea during Thanksgiving to visit my parents. Um, They are living there. And it was during Thanksgiving break that I realized I was pregnant with our second baby. When I found out that we were going to have a second kid, um, my husband and I decided that we needed to do as much traveling as we possibly could around Asia because as soon as we had two kids, we knew that was going to become monumentally more difficult. So we immediately booked a vacation to Cambodia over Christmas break. That was an absolutely wonderful trip. A little tough to fly in the first trimester made me feel a little sick, but definitely worth it. And then for our next vacation, we had two weeks off during the Chinese New Year holiday, which fell in January. Um, During that vacation, we decided to go to Okinawa. It was while we were in Okinawa, uh, enjoying the sunshine at the beach, 
that the news broke that there was some kind of SARS-related outbreak in Wuhan, China. We weren't living terribly close to Wuhan, so I sort of ignored the news when it came out. But then on our second to last day in Okinawa, before we were supposed to fly back to Shanghai, uh, news was coming out about more cities being locked down in China and Shanghai Disney was going to close. This made me panic because I thought if Disney's closing, then something serious is going on and it, it was too close to home. Uh, and then later that night, we found out that they closed down the subway line between Shanghai and Kunshan, the town that we lived in. So we weren't sure if we were going to be able to fly into Shanghai and then get back to um, our apartment in Kunshan. Um, so it was the night before we were supposed to fly back to China and I reached out to my parents and they said, why don't you just come stay with us in Korea and wait this thing out. So we hopped on a flight to Korea the next day um, and all we had with us were the little bit of things that we packed for our vacation in Okinawa. Some summer clothes because it was very warm there. Um, mind you, it was January in Korea, so very icy and snowy and bitter. Uh, we were completely unprepared for it. <clears throat> My husband was able to continue teaching online because um, all the schools in China moved online at this point and news of the coronavirus just kept unfolding. So here we were in Korea in, in late January, um, not sure when we were going to be able to go back home, not sure where I was going to have a baby, um, you know, so many unknowns in the air. And then Korea gets hit with the coronavirus also and everything locks down. So now we've, we're trapped inside the house. Um, so it's me, my husband, uh, my daughter, my little sister lives with my parents, and of course my mom and dad all in one house together. Um, and so, you know, we had to find something to do. My dad had been talking about the stock market and he had been reading some books about something called day trading. And generally when my dad says something to me, I roll my eyes and ignore him uh, and say, okay, boomer. <laughs> But he goes on and on and on. We're stuck in the house together. And so I start listening to him and um, he's been practicing trading stocks on paper and he's been listening to videos on YouTube of, of people who've done day trading and, and claim to be successful. And he's read like 12 books. And so he's telling me about this every day. And one night I realized that I already had a brokerage account. For some reason, three years prior, I'd opened a brokerage account and selected some moderately aggressive portfolio for it. And I had a deal where each month I had $50 auto deposited into this brokerage account. I'm not sure why I did this. Um, I think it was something where I was like, well, I better open up an investment account because that's what smart people do, even though I had absolutely no idea what I was doing with this brokerage account. So anyway, one night in Korea, um, laying there, we had a little pad on the floor that we stayed on. Um, everyone's asleep and I have this pregnancy insomnia. I couldn't, I had a really tough time sleeping. Um, I realized I had an account that I could use to trade stocks. So I went ahead and went into my account and sold off the uh, pre-existing portfolio that was in there. Um, so it, I liquidated everything in that account. And <clears throat> I decided I was going to try and trade my first stock. So I had no idea what I wanted to trade. So I just typed in the search bar, 
uh, VAX because I was looking for something vaccine related because I thought, oh, surely stocks that are related to uh, vaccine development are going to be hot right now because of what's going on with this whole coronavirus situation. This was early February. So before it had really hit the US, news of it was just coming out in China and Korea and in Asia. Um, So when I typed in VAX into the search bar on my phone while I was in my brokerage account, VXRT came up, a company called VaxArt. And on my phone, I didn't see any chart or anything. I just saw the ticker VXRT. And so I bought 10 shares of it. And then I immediately sold those 10 shares and I used a market order. Um, I had no idea what a market order was, but that was the default order. So I just did that. And after I sold the position, my account had an extra $2 in it and I freaked out and I was like, oh my gosh, I just bought and sold a stock and made $2. I just could not believe it. So I did it again. I bought VaxArt again and sold it again and made $4 and I just was in shock. I was like, this is something real. And so that's how I found myself in this position of wanting to become a day trader and learn about day trading. I don't necessarily recommend this route for anyone else who's looking to get into trading, finding yourself homeless and pregnant in Korea, um, and trading stocks on your phone in the middle of the night when you have no idea what you're doing is not a recipe for success, but nonetheless, it is how I found myself in the great world of stock trading. You degenerate gambler basically what my dad said to me when I told him the next morning that I had been trading some unknown stock in the middle of the night on my phone under the covers without using any charts or any technical indicators and basically zero knowledge of the stock market whatsoever. So in the days to weeks to come, we remained trapped in Korea. Uh, The school that my... Um, husband worked for advised us not to return to China so we we stayed in Korea for an entire month Um, and during that time I tried to start learning some of the ins and outs of stock trading I used Yahoo Finance to look at charts Uh, this is not the best way to look at charts but if you don't have a broker um, or any other way it actually is a good place to start and I started learning how to use a stock screener um, and I used Finviz, that's F-I-N-V-I-Z. You can Google that and find it and and it lets you enter in lots and lots of different parameters to find stocks that maybe you would want to trade. Um, So I learned Yahoo Finance and Finviz, um, started looking for stocks and attempting to make watch lists. I was never terribly good at this in the beginning, but I enjoyed the adrenaline rush of trading stocks so much that I continued to trade, mostly blindly. Um, I had no idea about the different indicators that could be used. Um, I had no idea what VWAP was. I didn't know about EMAs. I didn't, I didn't know about any of that stuff. Um, I was struggling enough as it was trying to figure out what the candlesticks were and how to read the candlesticks. I don't even think I looked at volume. Um, So I I basically spent a month in Korea 
trading stocks back and forth uh, blindly. Uh, no idea what I was doing. Just absolutely no idea. I'm almost a little bit embarrassed to admit that I spent that much time trading stocks and not looking at volume, not looking at anything. Um, but nonetheless, that's what I did. Uh, and then there came a time when I ran into uh, an issue with a good faith violation. I got a notification from my broker that I had committed a good faith violation. I had no idea what that was. Again, a very, very stupid thing to do to just be trading all willy-nilly and then getting a warning from your broker and having no idea what that warning is um, really illustrates how much of a, a novice I was with trading. <clears throat> um my dad became concerned that I was also violating the PDT rule. PDT stands for Pattern Day Trader. I had no idea what that was and had to scramble to try and figure that out, which proved to be a little more difficult than it should have been. Um, my next episode, I, I do plan to go into detail about the Pattern Day Trader rule and good faith violations and settled funds and some of these basic things. Um, I want to talk about how I learned about them what, what some of the difficulties in learning about them were for me and how you can avoid those if you are trying to get that figured out as well. Um, <clears throat> so the remaining time in Korea, I, I would trade and I would make money, I would trade and then I would lose money. So it was this constant up and down, uh, not really getting anywhere, which I think is what a lot of people probably experience. You have those lucky trades and then you have those horrible trades. Uh, I got particularly excited one day because I decided I would trade Carnival Cruise Line um, because the stock looked really, really low. And I figured uh, if the stock's at its low point here, it's probably only going to go up. So I bought it very cheaply. This was right when all the cruises were uh, considering uh, stopping their cruises because of coronavirus. There were a couple cruise ships that were being held captive at the time. So it was a good time to buy low in a cruise stock. What I just said just now is a lot more thought put into it than when I actually did it at the time. Um, I just saw the price looked low, so I bought it. And I actually held it overnight, um, which is not day trading, that's swing trading, uh, but we'll get into that later. So I held it overnight. Not intentionally, but I held it overnight because I bought it at a price and the market when you're in Korea opened at 11.30 p.m. So I would stay up late, I would buy a stock, and then usually I would sell it right away. But Carnival Cruise, after I bought it, what the price was not improving. So I held on to it, held on to it, held on to it. It's 4 or 5 a.m. at this point, and I'm like, God, I'm so tired, I need to go to bed um, because my daughter isn't going to sleep in or allow me to sleep in. I don't have that luxury. Um, so I just held on to it overnight. <clears throat> so not planned. Horrible strategy. Don't ever do this. Um, so then the next evening, when the markets opened up, 11.30, kids in bed, um, I get on my phone and I check Carnival and I'm up $325. So I sell it and I think I'm some kind of super genius, which is the furthest it could be from the truth um, because it was just a huge, huge, huge mistake, a trade I entered into blindly that didn't go my way and I was too tired to stay up to even watch it. Um, but that still remains to date my biggest 
uh, <laughs> single day gain trading stocks, which is a little bit funny because we're going on a year now of this and that one mistake was my biggest, biggest one. Anyway, uh, that's a little introduction into me getting started with day trading. Uh, like I said, on the next episode, I want to get into some more details for you guys who are interested. Talk about the pattern day trader rule, good faith uh, violations, settled funds, all of that stuff. Um, if you have questions or comments, there is a link where you can submit a voice message to me. You can find that in my blog. My blog is theunraveledtraveler.com. If you Google that, you will find that. Um, and there'll be a link in there for you to record a message, record a question or comment, send it to me. I'll pick out some questions or comments that I would like to include in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to see you guys next time.